This is Books, Beats, and Beyond, where we will bring you provocative music and engaging interviews from music artists, authors, historians, and others barely acknowledged by the mainstream media. I'll be your host, Taj. There are days, this is one of them, when you wonder what your role is in this country and what your future is in it. From my point of view, no label and no slogan and no party and no um, skin color and indeed no religion is more important than the human being. What you gonna do when you get out of jail? They got you on the news, yeah, they say it's a mail. In a hoodie and some blues, called a make in a cell. If he black, he must be you. Get your ass in a cell. Yeah, what you gonna do? Get your ass on the ground. Yeah, you better not make a move, nigga. Don't make a sound. Oh, you must got me confused. I ain't playing around. Said the red, white, and blue to the brown. We great again. Mm. I heard Mahalia yell out, tell him about the dream. Hand over my ear, getting channeled by Dr. King. How I got over processing it as she sing A nigga on his knees only thinks on into every scene Or the fabric of pressure became a habit You ain't fly, you a maggot Continually pimping was a fly Life they hate it when you love it Pray you shut up by it Develop depression till you cut and die It's cut and dry Thank God I spent more time in dorm room than I did that cell Size the same one gave me wings, the other gave me hell Every revolutionary spent the night in jail Every revolutionary spent the life in hell I have a dream one day we'll get down to the facts The economy's in the black and it's all for the backs of Africans American culture stemming from blues and jazz Cotton, sugar, tobacco, we paying the same in taxes What you gonna do when you get out of jail? Yeah, they got you on the news, yeah, they say it's a mail In a hoodie and some blues, call them making a sale If you black, you must be you, get your ass in the cell Yeah, what you gonna do? Get your ass on the ground Today, I'm talking with Roy Kinsey. He's an MC representing Chicago, Illinois. We'll be talking about his socially progressive and provocative album entitled Blackie, a story by Roy Kinsey. Roy Kinsey, welcome to Book Speaks and Beyond. Thanks for having me, Taj. Hey, thank you so much for being on the show. Yeah, man. So, uh, you were born and raised in Chicago, is that is that correct? That's correct. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. And how has that impacted your pursuit of music, or how has that influenced you becoming a music artist? <laughs> um, I'm, I'm sure it's just kind of affected everything. Mm-hmm. Um, my first... My first music, I remember, like, I would go to different programs, after-school programs or summer programs, and, and I would just have headphones. I would dub the 9 at 9, which was a um, radio show um, on WGCI with the Bad Boys who had, like, a 9 at 9. So they would play the top songs, the 9 at 9, and I would dub <laughs> it off the radio yeah. and learn it. And, um, and at that time, you know, that was when I was first, when I first, you know, heard um, musicians coming out of Chicago, my like Crucial Conflict, oh, Do yeah. or Die. Yeah. yeah, I was, you know, I was super young, and and I had first heard Bone Thugs. This is like, you know, first probably like first grade, and so just this Midwest sound, 
harmonies. They was working together. But there's a lot of, you know, Southern influence there. But they shaped, you know, me wanting to do it because it was so close and it wasn't somebody from New York. It wasn't somebody from. It felt accessible um, like you could do it, huh? Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. And, they, and they, you know, I lived next door. I yeah. lived next door to yeah. one of the Crucial Conflict oh. members. And oh, so it was for real, really, for real. Really, okay. Yeah, so it was, they were really close. And wow. I started seeing them and I'm like, it's, you know, that. I don't know if that would be considered the fourth wall, you know, but I'm like, <laughs> seeing this dude, it wasn't, it was accessible. And so that was, um, did you ever rhyme for them? Say that again? Did you ever rhyme for them or anything like that? No, I was super young when yeah. they were doing their thing. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but, uh, I had a radio show at, in college, um, for DePaul Radio, I had my own show, and I invited them, and and co and I met Cohart and interviewed them, and interviewed C- Crucial Conflict. So it was. Did you tell them that? Like, hey, we used to be neighbors. I, I did, you did. I did. Did they and remember they, you? They they remembered my they remembered my aunt who was who is also a singer, oh. and they were around the same age, so they remembered I her. See. I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, all of that really shaped me wanting to do it because I've seen, I seen musicians. And I also just come from a very musical family. Like and how so? Everybody, yeah. I mean, well, um, my mother's my mother's partner, um, they met when I had to go into an after-school program. Like mm-hmm. my grandmother, my grandmother was paralyzed. She had an accident. Mm-hmm. She was paralyzed. And so my mom put me into this uh, program and then they met but my mother's partner had a choir at this new after-school program that I was going to. And then we sung songs and we traveled to different churches and, you know, sung as a choir. And Oh, you were a singer at first. Okay. Did that for, okay. Well, I mean, I, I was in a choir singing songs. <laughs> I would call myself a singer. I got you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's how it started for sure. So okay. For a long okay. Time. Okay. Mm-hmm. So you fell in love with hip-hop. From being next door to Crucial Conflict in the 9 <laughs> that did it for you. <laughs> I think that did it for me. <laughs> yeah, I think that was. I think that was. I think that was it. That was, all of that was was a time. But my older sister kind of put me on a lot of different music, and that first song was Thuggish Ruggish Bone. Oh. We heard Thuggish Ruggish Bone on the radio. That's hard, right there. <laughs> and she that. played it. And yeah. she played it. You know, endlessly, and we learned all the words, wow. and that's that was what did it for me. That's dope. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's good that you remember your first memory. A lot of a lot of people don't, but you you mean, you you remember it down to the T. So that's the, I got that's a, pretty cool. The memory of an elephant, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about the album. Why did you title it Blackie? Uh, I should be ready. This is the first time that somebody's asked me and I should be ready for it, but <laughs> it was, it, I think that it always, you know, it always changes, but, um, Blackie started out as a derogatory term to me that, or that I took when I was younger. I took it as a, as, you know, this cutting, um, kind of, you know, term that was used to me and I think it was probably like, like my aunt that called it to me but I just remember being oh, wow. dark I when I was when I was young and this is my darkest auntie you know yeah. this is 
my auntie that's darkest out of everybody. So oh, that's wow. why I'm thinking in my later years. Like a self-hate kind of, like, yeah. I mean, she's she, of course, was her own blackie, right? Right. That's the, that's the thing. We're, right. we're all we're all black. We all lived with that. And so I wanted it to be something that I was able to to turn into a term of endearment for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I knew that there was colorism in the neighborhood that I came from, and it was something that I kind of like grew up with. Um, and and one, you know, on one hand, you have people teasing you for how dark you are, mm-hmm. and you have your mother saying, you know. If somebody says this to you, you tell them the black of the berry, the sweet of the juice, yeah. or, you know, it's <laughs> yeah. just like all these things, these comebacks, like, be ready, right? Yeah. And um, and so I wanted to name it that because that just kind of, like, stuck with me, but it was something that I wanted to turn beautiful because it's that – because it was also that indomitable spirit that even, like, mm-hmm. has me alive right now. Yeah. It's, you know – being able to come through all of these things and 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 achieve or overcome all of these obstacles that you're faced with um and turn it into a beautiful story and so it's it's that it's a age old story it's yeah. it's the it's my lemonade yeah yeah well i like the title i mean it just grabs you I mean, you're like, wow, Blackie, I, I got to hear about this story you know <laughs> 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 so you have a song in there called Mississippi Mud. For all my grandma dreams, I'm putting my price on everything. Tapping at the calculator, tax on everything. INT on everything. Grandma loved her birds since Maxwell. I make pretty every wing. No more ugly duckling. I went dark wing on the ducks. Auntie went from bird to cluck. Doc went from all American. Now how that turn to dust? Miracles can work reverse. Your gifts require gifts. I know the flow is stoic, but the myth gon' need a myth They making profits off our spirit, it's been tragic ever since And when I tap into that magic, know we had to have it then Yes, you fucking right, I'm mad Cause I rock that type of skin and it's embedded in my DNA Had to become the CNA To heal my sharecropping grandfather could've been a doctor Without the trauma, bet my father could've been the author We posing all the headshots, now we need a Malala Money in the air pulling the Yankers out the auction. Exhausting. It's haunting. You haunting. For the lynchings, now they grandsons in the mentions. They invented niggas and we live with they descendants. We owed our reparations, put a hold to older systems. Y'all gon' have to haul it over. Man, unlock all them prisons. Visions. It's vicious. Fucking ridiculous. Emmett was murdered down in Money, Mississippi. Mama took a bus down, mulling over the mystery. One more black boy needed by history. Blood grew the rose and concrete. We are the chemistry. Cause the seamstress, the tailor fitted my pain. I got scriptures in my brain that said I'm able, I came. All to shake the snake, black folks hopped on a train. Coming to the north with suitcases of pain. 
River Jordan, where John baptized three. Where I walked the devil in hell, says Johnny baptized me. I say, Roger and roll, Roger and roll. My soul arise, heaven, Lord, for the year. Why did you name this song that? Uh, the beat came to me like that. Uh-huh. The beat came. I, I wish I was. I wish I was that clever. And uh, <laughs> and it was. Um, it's one of the more important songs on the on the album that you know that was the last song I wrote for the album. Oh, and okay. it doesn't. And it's but it's the first song on the yeah. album, and it doesn't. I don't know how I was even planning on putting this song out. Or putting this album out without that song on there, but Mike, you know, came through last minute. He probably been playing it. I feel like he just be having like a little, you know, a little fix up his sleeve sometimes <laughs> that he just wants to unveil right. because it was a little too perfect. It's a key <laughs> part of the story that I don't know how it would have been. Cool, but he found that sample. He made that beat and felt like it. It um you know he just told me to told me to rhyme on it. Oh and okay. Then, I thought your family it, was from Mississippi or something or something. My family is well. My family is from Mississippi. Oh okay. My family is from my family is from Mississippi and 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 but that story was being told without Mississippi mud. Right. You know that yeah. that story was being told already mm-hmm. and then at the end I think Mike found this sample made this beat and was like yo you should write something to this and and the way that I was it was it was the same way kind of of um with with uh great again um a song oh, yeah. on the album yeah it was very much like that it's just kind of like I have to go into these dark places because he has these ideas for these songs and he'll bring them to me or he's talked talked with Pete about it and they got a track and he wants me to be on it and I'm like yo I just got over that period <laughs> yeah. of my life of yeah. like even thinking about you know They're rehashing it yeah <laughs> yeah and now i gotta go back but luckily i was able to um extract some beauty and some yeah. art some art from it but i was over yeah. it i was over it i'm like yo i'm done with <laughs> i'm done with that part i just healed from you know the last well i'm day. sorry to open it back up but I, I gotta ask you you had a line in there that i i thought was dope and i just wanted you to kind of break it down you said they made sandwiches for the lynchings. Now their grandsons are in the mentions. <laughs> what is yeah. what is that? Um, I mean, this exactly <laughs> what is exactly what it sounds are we, like. <laughs> are you referring to like picnics? The history of picnics, in a sense. You know what? I've heard that <laughs> in in a few in a few places. Um. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm uh I was reading this graphic novel um called Incognito. Mm. And this is before I wrote I mean this is after I wrote the song already. So the song had been written already, but just how they made an event they made an event out of I you know, know that is clinching cr- black people. That's was, that's scary. That's thing. scary as hell. I mean, like, that's scary as hell. Yeah. Like they were, it was a, it was an event, and oh. and they illustrated it so well in this in in Incognito that you know they used to like dress these black men up afterwards, so they would put you know suits suits on them, or they would want to take different pieces, limbs home, things now, like that. I knew that, that part, but I didn't know they dressed them up afterwards. 
clown suits sometimes or, oh, or whatever. I mean, yeah. this is a graphic novel as well, and they probably are, you know, exaggerating yeah. to, to br- prove a point. Um, but they killed him already. Yeah. So dressing him up ain't the thing. Yeah, right. You know, like yeah. they did the the worst part. But the fact that this was a family outing. I know, family is, outing. Like This imagine? is a family outing. Fun for the whole family. The okay. children, the women. You know, this is it, it's disgusting. And I wanted to illustrate that. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be able to say that in a sentence because it sounds fucking ridiculous, right? <laughs> it sounds ridiculous yeah. that that somebody would expose their children to that. I know, I know. That somebody would even be involved in something like that, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I want, I did not want that to be forgotten. And yeah. there's people, on, uh, you know, and then the new age of that, you know, they're descendants. They're descendants of of these people. And there's, you know, they were born yeah. to do this. <laughs> they right. were born to do this. Yeah. And, you know, and, um, yeah, I mean, I... It's like when you just hear certain things or certain nursery rhymes, certain words. You think, where did that come from? And the word picnic didn't make sense at all to me. I'm like, what is is that word? What's the root of that? And when you start going to it, it's pick a nigga. You know, like, man, it's like there's so many words out there I have that people use that I don't even think they realize. Like, um, what's another one? Uh, Will grandfather you in? You know, like. Wait a minute. I'm not. I, I've heard that a million times, and and I don't even know what. It's almost like I think at a certain point, um, if your grandfather, if I remember right, if your grandfather was a slave, that means you had to be a slave, so you were grandfathered in. Oh my god. Yeah, there's all these words in our language. It's either has to do with slavery or it has to do with like war. All these mm-hmm. battle words. It, it's weird how the English mm-hmm. language is. So this is just one of those words, and I'm glad you put that little gem in there to kind of remember people that you know, <laughs> do you do your research on some of these words, man. <laughs> For sure, right? For sure. Red, black, and green. Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and baby blue. Man, who the fuck are you? Man, who the fuck am I? I need time to decide All the blood is red But all the blood is shed Red, black, and green Red, white, and blue Red, white, and baby blue Man, who the fuck are you? Man, who the fuck am I? I need time to decide All the blood is red But all the blood is shed You'll die for the Bible Then for false idols You'll die for the rifle you die cause you rivals, you die for the cross, you die for the star, you die for the watch, then for the car, you die for your side, you die cause your skin, you die if you lose, you die for the win, you die for no reason, you die for the season, you were so young, and we can't believe it, red, black, and green, red, white, and blue. White and baby blue, man. Who the fuck are you, man? Who the fuck am I? I need time to decide. All the blood is red, but all the blood is shed. Red, black, and green. Red, white, and blue. Red, white, and baby blue, man. Who 
time to the side All the blood is red, but all the blood is shed for it all, but the list of what you live for is small. You don't rise to occasion, yet you down for the cause. You'll die to fit in, you'll die to stand out. You'll die from the chin, you can't die from the loud. Hey, you live from the flesh, you should live for your mind. You should die for your death and live for your life. You should just stick around, find out what you like, seek what gets you down. Find your purpose for life Red, black and green Red, white and blue Red, white and baby blue Man, who the fuck are you? Man, who the fuck am I? I need time to decide All the blood is red But all the blood is shed Red, black and green Red, white and blue Red, white and baby blue Man, who the fuck are you? Man, who the fuck am I? I need time to decide Rather little be me, though Thought about ending it early, but I never had a chance to see If life truly got better, it did Would I reach goals I made as a kid? I do Time to uncover the truth Will I ever live to say I do? Rather die on my feet Than to live on my knees If ancestors didn't been in need, then I probably won't have a chance to breathe So, I live for my heart I live from my heart Just by any means Till I dearly depart Before we get to the show, I just want to say thank you for all of you out there who are supporting the show by clicking on the links and purchasing the music or the books. We appreciate you very much. And for all those who haven't and are thinking about supporting us, just go inside the show notes of each episode and click on the links to the songs or the books and it take you right to where you can purchase it. And it's a win-win because you support the guests of the show um, and we get a small commission which then goes toward to the operations of the show so again for all you who have supported us thank you so much and for all those who are thinking about supporting us we appreciate you as well all right peace so we just played the song rbg what's the message here um I, with red, black, and green, it was that I feel like we're always um, preoccupied with the wrong thing. Mm. And around the time when I was writing the song, you know, we, uh, the president, you know, had told these football players they were oh, yeah. sons of son, <laughs> sons of bitches and <laughs> and they are praising the flag they have so much reverence and respect for the flag people want to hold on to their guns they want to hold on to a sentiment that is not there for everybody they mm-hmm. are disillusioned in a lot of ways but they're literal humans people 
dying, you know, on yeah. the other side of a lot of this. Um, and we are not focused on that. And I don't and I wanted all of this, you know, to be very common sense. Mm-hmm. And so I wrote it like that. And I want people to receive it like that because it is that. Yeah. It, it, this is common sense stuff. And you can bullshit yourself. You ain't going to bullshit me. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, I know what's up. And so uh, red, black, and green is the color of the African-American flag. Mm-hmm. Red, white, and blue, that's the color of the American flag. And uh, red, <laughs> white, and baby blue is the color of the Chicago flag. Oh, I was and, about to ask you. Baby blue? I didn't know where that was coming from. Okay. Yeah, Chicago. those are the... Yeah, that's the color of the Chicago flag, mm. and and so I'm also um, um, taking, you know, talking about these macro ideas and bringing it down to micro ideas about yeah. like how this is affecting the na- a neighborhood that I'm in every day. You know, where mm. where these kids don't really have a, a real sense of identity, yeah. and then they end up getting themselves in situations or or um, you know, not even being on this plane anymore because um, because of something else. You know, they don't yeah. even get to the point where they are able to thank a creator for their life, right. you know, mm-hmm. because they've gotten into something like searching, searching, searching for love and searching for an identity or something to do. And so um, big ideas and small ideas. And and I really just wanted to kind of talk about how we praise a flag and we praise a symbol and we praise a gun and we praise a book and all these things, but we don't honor, you know, the literal person next to us. And I think it's a little like wild and backwards. Yeah. And you had a great line in that one too. You said, um, you don't rise to the occasion, but yet you down for the cause. Man, mm-hmm. we know a mm-hmm. lot of people like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? It's like down, just just down for the wrong things. You're putting your energy in the, in the wrong places. Exactly. We could use that energy, but just somewhere else. Somewhere else, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It make me wonder how I keep from under Even Stevie can peep we asunder Hard to focus on the sashimi I get asunder When journalists read what a death told me on every sunder Hard for me to attempt to compete with plunderers When they protected by silence and others and codes and government I'm on some other shit, don't ask me how my summer went Little black boys, grown black women, America's mothering Swallowed by the jungles, blacks been getting harambeed Old lynchings just on new tape Damn that's digital, damn this critical Master whip turned to a handgun, oh what miracle They truly believe that we are minimal, that we are animals They mouth is full of flesh when they call us cannibals Spit it out, tell me what you think about what be happening around town what be happening down south today i heard the cops shot a man with my last name he was trying to shoot the autistic kid but had bad aim the nation's in an outrage troopers want about face hooper shot out west with promise heading to nba now i gotta be clever with cops just so they disengage this armor with charm ought to make it to another day that's just exhausting proceed with caution Mm, it's like a jungle sometimes It make me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> It's like a jungle sometimes It make me wonder how I keep from going under 
It's some things I never understood, will never understand How cops could just kill a man He was with his girl, you seen his empty hands On their way to restaurant, won't make those dinner plans He gon' get to walk, he gon' make dinner plans He gon' get a contribution from the clan He gon' keep his job and pension, Uncle Sam At the repast, Auntie Tracy, she gon' make the yams Damn, how y'all tell me y'all don't see that shit? Racist motherfuckers everywhere I sit They getting more and more bold with every talk that tick How many motherfucking times y'all gon' say that's it? How many motherfucking times they gon' replay that shit? How the fuck you on the force if you get scared so quick? You should see them up in court, they get red so quick Begging shit, these motherfuckers head so sick Today I heard the cops shot a man with my last name He was trying to shoot the autistic kid but had bad aim The nation's in an outrage, troopers want about face Hooper shot out west with promise headed to NBA Now I gotta be clever with cops just so they disengage This armor with charm ought to make it to another day That shit's exhausting, proceed with caution mm, It's like a jungle sometimes, it make me wonder how I keep from going under <laughs> it's like a jungle sometimes It make me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It make me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It make me wonder how I keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It make you wonder how you keep from going under It's like a jungle sometimes It make you wonder how you keep from going under uh, it's like a jungle sometimes, it make me wonder how I kept from going under. Uh, huh, 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 huh. It's like a jungle sometimes, it make me wonder how I kept from going under. So the song Jungle Book. Yeah. Can we keep... curse on this podcast? I've been cursing. I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, can we curse on yeah, this podcast? I'm yeah, been... absolutely. <laughs> I got a bit a big explicit on it. So when people okay. see it, they see the E and, you know, they know we can okay. fucking curse. All right. Cool. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right, okay. So so in Jungle Book, how do you keep from going under? With this album. Mm. Being able to being able to make this album and being able to find find the beauty and extract it, you know, and being able to say like I art has my art has been able to um, you know focus my lenses and and um, rebirth me basically you it's know like, like therapy. I, it's like therapy to you because I, I think if someone someone else could see this and like god the, the way you write these songs you, you you might be mad all day but it's the opposite right. is that what you're saying um i was at, this was one of the first songs where i was able to show real anger mm. you know like i love you know one of my favorite rappers is jay-z jay-z mm. is probably the, the reason the reason that i rap mm. and um jay-z is cool 
Yeah. You know? Right. And so I wanted to rap like that for a real long time, like super cool. And so I don't really show too much emotion in my rap. I always wanted to approach it with that super suave, um, unbothered, you know, but why why didn't uh, you approach? It, it, but but with this out because I was just because I was just angry because I was angry and yeah. I'm talking about I'm talking about a man you you just you killed this man in front of his yeah daughter and his hmm. uh and his girl yeah you murdered a man and you murder a man a lot <laughs> you know right um and, and that's so, where you were like blacks get harambeed old lynches on new tape digitalized i think that's what you said yeah mm-hmm. i was i i um yeah it was really weird being on facebook and um around that time like you yeah. don't even it gets to a point where you don't even get to choose what you see anymore or how many times you see it mm-hmm. you know you scrolling and this video is going to show and um and and it's you know I don't a lot of people got upset because they're just like oh they care more about Harambe than they care about you know this happening to black folks and I get you know that's that's not really my thing there's just a, a lot of things happening mm-hmm. at once and it's the anger of this happening and we're being able to like draw connections and connect dots. Um, the fact that you don't have a choice in viewing it, yeah. the fact that you're conflicted, the fact that you're developing a PTSD, the fact that this is tradition, yeah. um, it's hurtful and it could drive you crazy and it drives people crazy mm-hmm. all the time. And people being and people having to live in a world where other people act like they don't see this happening. That's ridiculous. Yeah, you would that think with drives you crazy. Yeah, you would think with more um, avenues for communication that there would be more people um, learning more, letting go of their ignorance. But it's actually the opposite. They're actually to get to absorb more of their ignorance and just get stuck in that bubble. It's just horrible. It is. It is. It is horrible. And and so that's what I'm kind of fighting against. I'm fighting against myself i'm fighting against the fact that you know i'm human and i didn't choose to even be here and now i got <laughs> i got be all this and this doesn't seem this doesn't seem right you know like Pac says i was given this i was given this world i didn't make it right it's like this is wild this is all wild to see right and and um and and when i performed this song it's like I do go under. I do go under. Mm-hmm. You know, tears are tears are in my eyes. I performed this song, and I knew this song. I knew I wrote this song, but it wasn't until I performed it and like. How was it received? You no, know, in front of I'm everybody. crying. Yeah. People, cry, people, and wow. they crying. I'm crying. You know, because it's the first time that I'm getting to say these words and even be vulnerable. Yeah. I, there was a time where it's just kind of like, don't even let them see you upset. Don't even let them see your emotion. But then it's just like, yo, I'm overwhelmed. Right. I'm overwhelmed by how we are not on the same page with this. Mm-hmm. So you have to be exposed to somebody being 
murdered and then you have to expose yourself to somebody not seeing you as a human or trying to justify why this was okay and it's maddening it is it's it's insane it's, it's maddening insane. that like the common refrain from police for murdering us is they felt like their life is in danger i'm like wait a minute you are trained for these situations and most of us are unarmed civilians that shouldn't be an excuse that should be automatic fire get off the force go to jail because what uh someone like Khalif Browder you claim he steals a book bag and now he he was locked up for the longest time you know it's like what is going on here it was so sad i just watched it i just like built the courage to watch it like mm. 2 weeks ago wow. and and if fucked me up for probably three three or four days because I'm because those are my students. Those are kids that I see, you know, all the time. And it's people just picking them up and taking them somewhere. And because You're a teacher? you got three hundred dollars, I'm a librarian. Oh. And so because these you know, these kids ain't got three hundred dollars or these mm-hmm. kids are whatever, they, they gotta stay in they jail stay. for a thousand days. Crazy. Crazy. Yeah. And come out, and their minds are different. That's right. And Rikers is one of the worst ones, too. It's, it's like, terrifying. Yeah. It's, it's so sad. It's so, so sad. Did and any so, of the, I, hope, I hope none of the kids know that yet. I mean, I guess they might or might not, but the kids you're around the library, I wonder. Do they know what? Are they are they young? Would they even know anything? Did you tell them about the Khalif Browder or anything like that, or you just let them be? Oh, I don't tell any of any of them that, but yeah. um, but I have but I have teenagers, you know. I have yeah. I have teenagers that have been to jail. I have teenagers that, you know, have come in and talked to me, and I haven't seen this kid in two years from oh, wow. really? from the time from yeah from the time that he was just getting involved in the gang, mm. and, t- and two years later I see him and he got war stories. Mm. He's got stories about how he's ducking in in the aisles of like gas stations because he's not supposed to be in a certain neighborhood mm. or he, he did you know he's been locked up over here mm. he has a mental you know yeah it's i've i've i'm around those i'm around those kids all the time and um and so yeah it's devastating so you know just knowing that you're in chicago you're around the kids and the stuff that's going on in Chicago um, it, it kind of plays into your song for Colored Boys It's Blackie Fan was in the field for Iraqi No matter how many cotton made Polo and khaki See my pubic hair still nappy I keep a cutie to distract me From all of the ways they try to trap me The truth is nasty Little niggas be shooting past me I'm equipped with Jordan boots Stepping through the wrath Never letting it have me Bras in my city ain't a light liner or Abbey They brown with braids like Patrick And names like Jackie And they purling in my backseat Unfurling the pack wheat Only arch in my back I take no hope I got flat feet What the fuck you thought I say when you asked me I'm not the nigga till I pass And then AD These raps is conversations and they AB You can't choose the best option when you can't see 
And it's very my style, pop up like Banksy Round up the ranks, see how a writer gon' rape me Why the biters don't thank me, how that chronic so stanky I never gave nobody permission to rearrange me They can't make us hate As much as they show us Skillet, my skin cast iron thick Like what your grandma fried that chicken with Cornbread from scratch, no jiffy mix My family put the sip in Mississippi This medication ain't come from no therapist The pain of migration done took this trip Or better, rather, it's told Make it greatest story that's told At least, the city having a feast A platter pile of flesh, handkerchiefs and collars of the beast Got the nerve to be fearful of my features However, they so cheerful when they preaching Guns drawn quickly, sirens and tires screeching 9-11 has nothing, no heights, the fire's reaching Or the death toll in my hometown They counting bodies every time the summer come around It make you wanna drown 570 now For colored boys who color good with coloring books On stage in dashiki ponchos, now we coloring hooks In kitchens with marble tops where my grandmother cooked Meals for other families, it was so nutritious for them For us, well she died in 91, the other family got the cake We just got the crumbs All the work in school we do just trying to get some funds And end up filling holes by digging some other ones So it was liquor to our liver, it was smoke all in her lungs Her lungs was black like me till she was wearing white like them Highlighting this Du Bois, they said I shouldn't do boys Hardest life I probably wouldn't have chose, I had a choice Royce The measure of one's dignity depends on one's estimate of oneself. It really does not depend, as so many people in this country now seem to believe, on someone else's estimate. It depends, first of all, on what you take yourself to be, what your real standards are, what you think is right, what you think is wrong, what you think life is all about what you think life is for.
Now, yeah. is is that song kind of a play off of the book for Colored Girls? Yeah, it is. Okay, okay, okay. And when I heard this song, it, it what hit me was when you hear about Chicago in the news and that they barely talk to the victims about what's going on in Chicago, but they constantly like add their contemptuous insight and shallow solutions. But you're from Chicago. Um, that's where you live. Uh, you're a victim. So l- let's hear from you. What's going on? Why is it going on? And if possible, is there any kind of solution? I mean, I, well, I know there's any kind of ideas. Like, what, what's really going on? Because the news isn't going to tell us. Right. Um, I think a lot of a lot of what I see is, um, you know, there's just a, a a lack of resources. There's a digital divide that's you know locking people out of um, getting opportunities. There's not a lot of jobs in places. Um, there are people. There are kids that their you know their parents are addicted. There's a especially where I am, there's a huge, you know, it's the largest open air drug market. Um, and so people are doing drugs, selling drugs. Mm. And there's, there's, there's a lot, there's a lot going on, but, um, people are going to survive, you know, people are going to survive. People are going to find a way to eat. Um, and so, you know, I don't, I don't that's just some of it. That's really just some of it. But yeah. I think what I do see is that um Chicago is transforming in front of the eyes of everyone into a into a city for the rich. Yeah. And that is pushing out a lot of a lot of Chicago natives, a lot of the people that made Chicago what it is, a lot of the style and culture. That's happening. Um, yep. That's mm-hmm. that's happening in front of my eyes mm. and and I'm so conflicted by it. I'm so conflicted by it because a lot of these neighborhoods that we we were warned to not enter when we were in high school, mm-hmm. you know, are are the places um for gentrifiers, you know, people are buildings are going up, condo buildings are going up um these new restaurants these new little shops and they look at you weird like what are you doing you I know mean, it's they just, so it's so unfair and like it's just disgusting it's, it's like a recolonization and, like i mean at least if if you're going to do that there should be like employment opportunities for the people you're trying to let get out the neighborhoods something i mean it's like just cold-blooded you know like yeah, it's cold sense. blooded. It's it's cold. It's cold blooded. I mean, people see buildings. They see like, oh, we could do this, and we got enough money to do this, and Mm-mm. and and that just pushes it. It pushes people all around, and um, and the, there's a there's a story that says that you're pushing these people, you know, pu- pushing enemies toward enemies, and mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, and and so that's a that's another thing. People don't have a lot of say in where they can go. You know, and so who so, are the kids that come to the library? For, what brings the kids them, that? Yeah, what brings them in? Yeah, what brings them in? Is there something you uh, got you got you do to bring them in? Or um, we have a U Media, which is a 21st century digital learning lab 
um, where kids can come in and they can check out MacBook laptops. They can play PS3 or oh, Xbox. Wow. Mm-hmm. They can record music if they want, uh, record podcasts if they want. Um, we just do something cool and really try to meet all of the kids where they are mm-hmm. um, every day. And so it really kind of depends on them. In January, I had some of the younger kids and the teens making, you know, making vision boards and wanting really to get them into the practice of like seeing themselves. Um, we're doing, you know, open mics. We do STEM stuff, wow, yeah, um, 3d printing, you know, it really, it really depends. It really depends on the day, but I think that the kids feel a sense of home yeah. and, and uh, stability when they, when they come in, when they come in to see us, they know that we're going to be there. They know that we love them. We care. We care for them, um, and they kind of take ownership, and they are able to kind of craft an identity around around the library. And I was kind of one of those one of those kids too. You know, uh-huh. I was able to kind of like, yeah. There's so much autonomy that comes with it, and I really try to support that. I really try to you know, not tell them that they need to do what I want them to do, yeah. but what do you like to do and who are you? And that's like a, a expound upon that. And so, um, yeah, cause I thought the libraries are dying out, you know, of all the, <laughs> the technology people, and, and everything. Yeah. Like what, what are no, they? A lot of people, a lot of people do, a lot of people feel that way, but no, I mean, we, we, we're serving after our regional libraries where we've served, you know, more than 2 million people just in our branch since 2011. And we, you know, as libraries and as Chicago public libraries, we are the, we are the people that, um, or the institutions rather that are connecting people and helping to close that gap and bridge that digital divide. Cause if we didn't have, you know, if we didn't have, uh, computers and access and providing these things in these low-income neighborhoods for people who don't who can't afford wi-fi or can't afford a comcast bill Mm -hmm. every month then how they gonna get how they gonna fill out job applications how they gonna fill out for housing how they gonna fill out for their you know unemployment benefits or whatever benefits their social security all of these things those are things and if we weren't there you know and people are trying to do that yeah people are trying to to lock people out of, you know, um, their opportunities. Affluence doesn't always equal money. Affluence no. is like opportunity, mm-hmm. you know, access to opportunities, access to resources. Absolutely. And, and um, you know, they would love us to believe that. It's always, it's always the people that got Comcast and got laptops and got smartphones and all these things that they house that be saying, yo, we need to we need to save some money. We need to cut money from the budget. We gonna go and mm-hmm. cut it from the schools and from the library. Exactly. Like like the health of a city of, of a neighborhood, a city, uh, you know, a nation is based on their education level. Right. And and like we pick up, you know, libraries pick up a lot of the slack when people are cutting right. cutting. And I wonder what's um, gonna happen with like the whole school. net neutrality thing. You know, <laughs> that's only make it worse. You know, right, right, craziness, exactly. craziness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. In the song, oh, libraries. Look at us. I didn't know we were gonna do that. That's cool. <laughs> in, the, in in the song, you say a lot of things, and there, there's a line in here I want you to kind of break down. You, if, if if I'm saying it right, you said highlighting this to boys. They said I probably shouldn't do boys. Hardest <laughs> life. You probably 
I probably wouldn't have chose if I had a choice. I commend yeah. you for your honesty. Talk mm-hmm. of, talk about what you said here. I I was just at that at that point, and I don't. And it's funny to listen to this album now. You know, I've been listening to it and writing and rewriting for a while. I wrote that line maybe uh, a couple summers ago, but but I remember having a conversation. Um, with my mom before who was saying that it's such a hard, that it's such a difficult life. Like who would choose that if they could, you know, like the things that you might come up against, um, you know, who, who would choose hardship if, if they did have a choice. And so I, I wanted to, to kind of put, put that out there. Um, I feel like the, the, the choice conversation is, a little outdated, mm-hmm. but but the but the conversation that's not outdated is um, is you know the other one, <laughs> the other one. You yeah. know, like what would I have chosen this if we're being honest, and if I had a choice in the thing, you know, if I could line up how my life was going to go. Mm-hmm. You know, although you end up growing from all of your hardship, it's really, you know, the sole way of our learning. Um, you would have chose all the easy things. Right. In yeah. hindsight, you know, you see that the hard things grew you, Major. the difficult yeah. path grew you. Mm-hmm. But if you had a choice before, you'd be like, yo, that's going to be easy. That's not going to be too right. difficult for me. Yeah. yeah so that's, that was, that's what I'm saying. Like, when people are saying that um, the society is making people gay. They're making it easy and more comfortable for people to be gay. Or I'm like, you know what? It's hard for people, gay people. Be No one chooses to be that way. That's just how they are, you know? It's not a, it's not a choice. And for someone to say that is... And what if it was? And what what if it was? Yeah, and what if it was? Exactly. What if it was? Exactly. 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 So it's just just the weirdest thing when people put their own two cents on stuff. What does that have to do with you? That's what I don't get. What does that have to do with you? Like... That's the thing. That was really... I don't... I thought about that too late in my life, I think. Um, but I came up to the point where I was just like, you know, we're talking about like sex, right? Mm-hmm. Like every time we talk about this, we're talking about <laughs> who somebody is sleeping with. Right. Don't you think that's weird? Why, that we yeah. talk about that why are you in my bedroom? Like, why are you in my bedroom? <laughs> like, yeah. So yeah. So how do you feel? Um, the the conflict between uh um homosexuality and hip hop. You know how masculine hip hop is. How do you how do you, how do you feel about knowing you know yeah, being gay and hip hop? Uh in my on my third album I wanted it I wanted to say it and I so that was kind of like my coming out album, mm-hmm. you know, to me at that moment like I haven't said this, and as long as I hadn't said it, I felt like I was lying. Although people in my people in my life knew what was up, um, 
I feel like I needed to say it because rap is truth to yeah, me. Exactly. Rap is truth and telling your story and having the confidence and 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 um style enough to to be like, you know, this is this how I'm living over here. Mm-hmm. I'm I you know, y'all reported y'all stories and I'm reporting mine, mm-hmm. you know? And um and so on this album it was I don't I don't think much about that anymore. I think that that I extracted the power that I needed to. I started rapping because I wanted to be more more um masculine and I wanted to be respected. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's why I picked it up. Mm-hmm. And and the more I rapped, it's like I'm coming into this coming into the um my identity as a rapper and at the same time i'm like hitting puberty like you like boys yeah (laughs) like you like boys and it's becoming more and more you know this thing like how are we going to reconcile this Mm -hmm. like i knew since i was 15 since Mm -hmm. i was 14 to 15 i knew before that yeah but but when i'm coming but when i'm coming into rapping you're like you've never really seen this before i remember there was a source magazine with this gay rapper it was called the gay rapper or something like that his name was caution i've never seen him never heard from him again Mm -hmm. but he was out you know doing his thing in new york during the golden era hmm. of hip hop and he was pictured with Lil Kim and I loved Lil Kim back then and mm-hmm. I'm like, okay. That was like a first image, like a like a like a blip. But then but then what started to change is the fact that there would be whispers around around me like, is he gay? Mm. And me not knowing yet and people inquiring about it when I'm, you know, kind of struggling into coming in into my own. I was like lashing out. And oh, that's interesting. I anybody, never, I never heard it that way. Would even ask. I never yeah, and anybody who would even ask, oh yeah, like people would be asking, and I would just like find a way to like wild out and flip it and be like, mm. if that person wants to know know about my sexuality, then they need to come and ask me. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. like. And I probably still feel like that, but people are, too, you know, but just like I was 14 and 15, they were 14 and 15, mm-hmm. and they were curious, and we're all, all of our bodies are changing, and right. a lot of things are happening at the same time, but that was a defense mechanism, mm-hmm. and like that defense mechanism was also rap, where I could kind of like, even if people feel like, you know, I'm gay or whatever. I got these bars. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) It don't matter. Words are words, man. (laughs) You know, I got these bars, and that's going to be undeniable. You got to play me. You know what I mean? Like, that's going to be the thing. And And so I really wanted that. I really wanted to become, you know, undeniable and really just do well with this with this part i wanted to do it well if i you know i don't really stick with a lot of things but 
I stick with this and I stick with what's true to me and what's what's what really speaks to me. And if I'm going to do it, you know, because I don't really have time to, like, be all right at a bunch of shit. You know? <laughs> I don't really yeah. like <laughs> I just want to be really great. Let me just be really great at this. You can't really ask me nothing about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah. You, you know what they say about being a jack of all trades, you know. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, right. I, I do commend you because. Um, there's a, like you said, there's a lot of teens going through puberty and trying to figure it out. And if they're into hip hop, like you and I are, and they stumble upon you, that can help right. them. You know, you are right. going to help somebody go through and that, what they, what you went through. I love hearing that. And thank you for saying that. I didn't know that. And I went and I've went to speak at a high school a couple of years ago and this girl came up to me and she was just like, it's just, you know, with tears in her eyes, this like young high school girl. Um, and was just, you know, had tears in her eyes and she was just like, just thank you so much. It's so, yeah. it's just so good to, so good to like see you and see that you're out here and like, how can I follow you? And, and I know that that's what I needed, but, I didn't know that I was already doing that mm, work. Yeah, you know what I mean? A yeah. lot of times you feel like you got to be in all the magazines and you got to be on all the TV screens and, mm. and have this many hits, these many followers. And it was just like, nah, just for them. I mean, she she just told me that I was, you know, that I influenced her in a way. And a few kids did. I had like, I had two visits that, that week and, uh, wow. And they and they all said that, and it was really good for me. I was part of this thing called um, Writers like Writers Week, where they invite different people who um, are part of like literature or just writing at all in any in any form. And they invited me, and um, I was able to you know showcase some things in front of these high schoolers, and and they're ready, and and they need that, they right? Need they that. need yeah, yeah mm-hmm. they need representations or archetypes or yeah. you know something to like you know dust this off mm-hmm. and i was talking to my therapist and my de- therapist was like yo you're 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 in new territory you know you're in new territory yep. and you're kind of like making a way for yourself because a lot of the things that you're doing you're the first maybe you're in your family you're mm-hmm. the first person like to be doing these things mm-hmm. and and uh that's why it may feel difficult but that this is what you're doing. And when he said that, I'm like, I know what I'm putting energy and time into, but I never was able to like visualize it like that. Like me just being this person to make a pass. I'm like chopping yeah. keys down. Now you just said something. You said you go to therapy. Now, yeah. you know how it is with the black community. And when it comes to going to a, a psychiatrist or so forth, I mean, it's like, yeah, you don't talk about it, but that's good that, you are talking about it, and I interviewed a artist back uh, uh, a few months ago named Maze, and he also said he go to, he went to therapy, and it really you know Pete him. Pete sent me his album oh okay today and, and I listened to it and I need to listen to it more mm-hmm. um but he said that he listened to the to the podcast that you did mm-hmm. and and thought the album was incredible and so I, I need to um I need to go back and listen to it. But yeah, I've been I haven't been going very long, maybe maybe a year. Mm-hmm. And um It's helped. Absolutely. Mhm. Absolutely. And what really and brought you in though? What really brought you in? What made you say I I got to do this? 
the struggles, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the struggles of being a human. And yeah. um, yeah. at that time, I was just, I, I was, I was particularly not in, you know, the best, the best space for mm-hmm. me. It was like I was just drinking a lot. Mm-hmm. I think I probably had a breakdown. I was wasn't really healthy like I wanted. My life wasn't, you know. And you brought yourself it, in. You brought yourself in. Or someone? Oh yeah, I did. Wow, I that's did. strong I right did. there. That's strong. Oh yeah, yeah. I I made that decision. I um reached out to my community and wow. and um somebody sent me his information and then I started going and and I've been going for a year. But that, but it was my it was my decision. I I just felt like I needed to kind of like sort out some things sort out some things. But I think it really started. Um, it was around the time that my uh grandmother passed away mm. it was just like it was a lot going, a lot on. going on and i, and I didn't yeah. and i didn't feel like my life was mine mm. so um i wanted to see what you know if it could i i felt like once i started going it that it definitely could help me but before i had started going i didn't feel like i needed to yeah know? i was just like it ain't I don't know if it's that serious. Like, I don't know what a therapist is going right. to do. What are they going to do? Yeah, how are they going to do that? That I can't <laughs> ask myself. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. But I'm like, uh, they went to school for this. They have a lot. <laughs> they could like. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking right, motherfucking Roy, bronze, brass, gold finger. Hold the fingers, let the spell linger. Roll the blunt, let the smell linger. Feeling like B got me a misdemeanor. Yeah, I had tequila in the El Camino. Faith is hope when you couldn't see her, but she blessed my hand. I had to believe her. Motherfucking right, motherfucking Roy. Who writing like motherfucking Roy? The haters are lie, the lovers galore. The pearliest bun with the Kiwi LaCroix. The earliest stunt let the land with the law. Ring rings the Peter, it drags on the floor. Come from the moors, no duh, I want more. The alpha omega, the after before. Motherfucking right, motherfucking me. Took a nightmare, turned it into a dream. I made an album from internal screams. Made black go from the ugliest thing. I, I got tall, I can see more. Need like blood, feet, see more. I was on the press like Eeyore. But I stayed on the path, no detour. Motherfucking right, motherfucking Roy Turn low self-esteem to a love that's galore Why do they bother me, what is it for? Me hating myself is doing they work for em. You must be chosen Day I came home was golden Suggested my mama abort him Said a body wouldn't hold him I seen the brink of death multiple times Looked in the mirror, nothing in my eyes Looked in the mirror, it looked like disguise Have you ever had disgust to feel your insides? Malcolm asked where you get that from Look how your skin glistening in that sun Gave you the drink, then they call you drunk Called you a killer, where you get that gun? Back when Pac used to sing to me Convinced me being black was the thing to be Cause where I grew up didn't seem to me They compared all the bad black things to me Oil spill, Oreo skillet, burnt near Got a black Tesla and we in it turnt How the fuck did I make a gift from the curse? Motherfuckers never loved us screaming Worse, Worse. black of the berry, the sweet of the verse Never lose sight when it's scary and it hurts Try to pay dust, but I turned it to earth What you gonna do, plan A don't work What you gonna do, can't name your worth What you gonna do, one stain your shirt What you gonna do, no net, no worth, no mm-mm.
motherfucker, it's yours. You understand? You're in charge. You can wait for something outside of you to help you if you want. You better look in the mirror. Look in the mirror and love what you see or stand there until you love it. If the tears come, let them come. But stand there. That's what I want to give you guys. I don't care what profession you go in. Don't think it's going to come overnight. It's not. Your job is to do the work. Who am I? Because, honey, if you don't know who you are in the back of that limousine, it doesn't matter. Shit, I'm done. Y'all got to pay me. you. If you like books, beats, and beyond, the biggest thing that you can do is share. Share that books, beats, and beyond exists with your friends, with your families. Share it on social media. Retweet. Whatever. Just share the information. Because if you like it, your friends will probably like it as well. And if you do this already, thank you so much. We just played the song MRMR. Mm-hmm. What are you trying to get across here? Uh, I didn't want to leave people, a listener or anyone with no no, no hope, no way out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what that was. It's a redemption song. Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It's, it's that. It's like we're closing out this album and we've been on this journey, but that is the... That's the spirit that I was talking about mm. earlier. You know, this is uh, this is me tapping into the spirit that has me here in the first place. Yeah, that is the spirit. It's that, a beautiful beat. Um, beautiful beat. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Il Brown did his thing on that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the that's the spirit that that has brought us so far. Anyway, you know, yeah. despite all of that, despite all these hardships and and all these things, um, you know. It's an ode. It's an ode to Blackie. You know, yeah, like, yeah. like let's 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 do this. <laughs> and um, and so I I wanted to leave leave that you know leave people um with a sweeter taste in their mouth than than the sour one. Yeah, you had a you had a line in there I liked. You said, uh, "You must be chosen." The day mm-hmm. I came home was golden. They tested mm-hmm. my mama. Say abort him. Said her body wouldn't hold him. What? Mm-hmm. What? Who are these doctors? What? I know, right? <laughs> I know. Wow. I know. Um, but yeah, that was definitely a try. Uh, you can always try again. Type. Yeah. Of. That was definitely that conversation. That conversation was had, hmm. and and that was some. You know, just going back to my father. That was something that my that my father told me. He just told me that he knew that I was. You know, they said no. We're gonna keep doing this, regardless of what the doctors said. Wow, y'all right. keep going. It just right. wow. It just makes me think like if it was a different type of person, would they have said that? You know, um. Well, just imagine so many, so many people did. You, you have to know that so many people did. Yeah. You know the opposite, and then mm-hmm. it's like, well, the doctor said that this is you know probably gonna happen, so mm. I'm just gonna abort this one and like. Do it, you know, try again. Mm. You know that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we're glad we're, we're glad you you here, man. 
Oh. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Thank you, but yeah, me yeah. too. I like sure. I, I like near the end of the song, whoever that lady is, she's like, "Don't let life drive you crazy. You drive <laughs> that motherfucker. It's yours. Who is that?" <laughs> uh, that's Jennifer Lewis. That's okay, the, that's that's the grandma from Blackish. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's who that is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. she's she's funny. But when I when I found that that was. I found that when I was supposed to because that was um that was the new real that was a new realization of mine mm-hmm. that was kind of what I had come to learn mm-hmm. is that you actually have more power than you think yeah. you know yeah. um and you may not know how to use it and you but that's the job you yeah. know that's that's what you were called here to do is to figure it out to figure out what's working for you and what's not right you know let's do more of what's working for you let's do less of what's <laughs> let's yeah. do less of what's not yeah. and um and so it's re- it was it was it was really that that was what i needed to hear and how i needed to hear it you know you <laughs> yeah. need you need a you need that that auntie that's gonna yeah. get you together real quick, you know. Like yeah. my mom used to say, if I would be, if something particularly like you know hard happened to me or something like that, and she was just like, "Well, so you gonna die? <laughs> <laughs> Are you gonna die?" I'm like, "No. Right. Well, okay then. You know, like let's get, let's get it. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What could be worse and than that? <laughs> right." Right. And and that's the and that's just more. That's just more of that spirit that that brought that brought us, you know, like your your people have come from a lot more. Exactly. Anything you're (laughs) thinking, you're experiencing, you know, and so you can do this. Yeah. So let's talk about a little things outside your music when you're not pursuing the music. What are you doing to like just chill out, relax? Um, that's funny. I'm working out. Okay. Trying to trying to you know keep my mind fresh or um. What you doing like P90X and all that stuff? What are you <laughs> <laughs> uh, it always it always changes, and and I'm just really getting into you know a solid regimen now but it depends it really depends sometimes i get bored and today you know today i just came from the gym before i talked to you and i hadn't been on the stepper in a long time the stairmaster and so well so you have um, to go to the gym to do it see i hate going to the gym i have to do it at home i can't i can't well it's super cold here (laughs) so i've been getting creative in the basement i have to say right but but i like going there i like going to the gym because i get to kind of zone out a little yeah. bit and mm-hmm. um i do a lot of i i mean to be honest i do a lot of writing at the gym oh yeah um, I, I, heard, do a lot, I write a lot of songs at the gym so. her walking really helps the mind so if you on that stairmaster man you for sure <laughs> yeah yeah that definitely it definitely it definitely helps yeah. um so i do that i do that try to catch up on you know some shows some tv um but I'm still trying to figure that out too. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. what are you? What do you do with your life? You know, outside, <laughs> outside of outside of this. Because to be honest, I haven't really been. You know, besides this this past year, I haven't really been 
on um, music in a while, but that was the thing. That was the thing. I was uh, with with me partying. I had just I had just finished my masters in May. Congrats. Um, thank you. And I and I was uh, partying more throughout the years that I was in my master's program and drinking a lot more but having less fun doing it mm. and and kind of like not gracefully leaving behind my youth and my college years. <laughs> and it was just like, this is not what's up, you know? <laughs> this is not what's up. And so that was, that was the thing. That was the thing. I, I was like, I have to kind of stop doing this because this is not what life, Right. really is about and 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 who are you you know what i mean like because this is boring because if you're doing this you know if you're going to work going to class and then this is how you think you're relaxing when in actuality you know it's taking you longer to recover yeah you're not being productive you're not growing and i had a whole and look you know <laughs> i had an entire album inside of me yeah. that hadn't come out yet <laughs> right. right and so i had to kind of make space for that and really kind of figure out like what are you here to do that was a stressful um, time and you 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 dug out of that i can only it was, imagine it was a stressful a very stressful very stressful time for me mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um and I didn't know it until it was over. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, okay, you didn't, <laughs> you didn't handle that well. <laughs> well, what came good out of it was this album, though. I, I think it was, this was the the period on that on that on that period yeah. in your life, I guess. Thank you. <laughs> I, with that, I had, you know, had to kind of develop a wisdom, like, all right, the next time you're going through some stages, you're gonna have to like cope better have some healthier coping habits or yeah. or the intuition to know that there's another album in you yeah. or there's something that needs to be said right. or you know the world is calling you to do something um or your higher self needs you to do something like answer that call without the trouble without you know yeah. wasting your time in all the other places that aren't filling you up and getting that task done that yeah. That comes with age, though. Yeah, and you know that that's good that you can find the lessons that need to be learned. Because <laughs> if not, you're just gonna repeat it. You know. I'm a seeker, man. I'm always I'm always looking and sleuthing and like trying to figure it out. Always, it's exhausting sometimes. It really yeah, is, I know. But... It's, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's good. Yeah. So the show's called Books, Beats, and Beyond, and we're always asking, what books? Are you reading now? What books have you read or articles, whatever, that really had an impact on you? Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm at a, you know, I'm at a library every day. So. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm, reading, I'm reading something every, I'm reading something all the time, um, every day. Uh, but, you know, of course I just, I, I love, love all of, you know my my black literature, mm-hmm. um, James Baldwin, of course. I mm. love Tana Hasi Coates' last oh, yeah. one, mm-hmm. the um, uh, Eight Years of Power. Uh-huh. I loved that Atlantic article, oh, uh, yeah. first white president. That was fantastic. Um, 
And so I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm really re- reading something all the time. But I wanted to start Charlemagne's book. I've had that book for a minute, oh, and I yeah, wanted yeah. to, I wanted to start that. I still haven't started it, but I do, I do have it checked out, and I need to like rush, rush through that. People said it was pretty good. Yeah, a lot of people said it was pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I want to see what he's talking about, but um, yeah, there's, there's, there's always something. Yeah. So here's another question: What three albums? and or songs had the biggest influence on shaping who you are today? Ooh, that's cool. That's a cool question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, recently, September Butterfly, oh, Lemonade, yeah. and 444. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, those, those, those three, as projects, had an incredible influence on you know, on me and where I wanted to, you know, where I wanted to take it as far as me first hearing the Pimper Butterfly. Yeah, right. It was like I was, I was conflicted again. I was just like, this is probably the best thing that I've ever heard. And <laughs> I'm also done rapping. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I'm retired now. I will never make another record. Um, but, but it put but it put in my mind to never ever again make a collection of songs and um uh, do more conceptual is that what you're saying n- no not 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 necessarily more conceptual um but but that just raised the bar and yeah. you, and don't put out anything that didn't that doesn't take time yeah. or doesn't have heart or you ain't really saying nothing, right? Or, yeah. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. I got to this age. There was a there's a lot of songs that got cut from um, Blackie, and there's a lot of songs that I wouldn't show anybody because mm-hmm. I'm like, this is garbage, you know? <laughs> like, and garbage to you know, garbage to my standards. You're right. The exactly. thing about it yeah, might the be thing about the it, dopest the thing, thing you ever wrote to us. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, but it's it's like you know your standards, and you have to also kind of be truthful. And I'm gonna be the authority, you know. I'm gonna be the authority about about you know whatever's um, not what what's coming out of me, but it's just like you are a creative, right? And, right? and you're not satisfied. If this doesn't satisfy you, then it's saying that you probably could finesse this and 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 come up, you know make it better or say it another way and mm-hmm. and so a lot of those songs where I really wasn't saying nothing it was just kind of like Roy you're too old for this because you could just not rap nobody asked you to rap <laughs> <All right. laughs> you're not in you're not on a contract or anything yeah and so if if you're going to come out again after a couple years whatever this needs to be Good, it especially be, after doing making Blackie. I mean, you gotta, you got well, you can't go back right. now. You know what I mean? Right, you can't exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. But um, yeah, but the but the the con um, the conceptual piece too, like just making a full body of work. I always wanted to mm-hmm. do that, and I and I get to listen to other people that did that and they're and they get to tell an entire story and they get to do it in a short amount of time but you can really tell when people have put a lot into something yeah and that's the thing i wanted to care enough about something to put 
my all into it and to put time into it and to really dedicate myself to it, to commit to it. And that's been the, that's been the thing. I've been burnt out from this album a couple times because I'm <laughs> listening to it day in and day out and like, where can we make this better or what part of the story isn't told or mm-hmm. whatever, you know, like, um, Perfect. and so Perfection it was very kinda, frustrating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I guess, mm-hmm. I guess I, I, I didn't want it. I don't, I don't want it to be perfect, but I do want it to be complete, and I right. want it to be cared for. Right. You know. Yeah. yeah. So, what more do you think that you can contribute to today's hip hop culture? Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't really know. Um, sometimes I feel old because I don't really <laughs> know about <laughs> rap or hip-hop culture like I should. And there's a lot of songs that just miss me, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but I would like, I would like, um, you know, a steady, mature voice that is, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. But I just want to be myself, basically. Yeah. I really just want space. I just want some space to be whoever I am. You know, and being whoever um, you am is good because that's going to be a mature person and uh, there's a lot of us that would like to hear some mature rap out there. Because <laughs> I hate when yeah, people say yeah. it's a young man's music. I'm like, no. Both said that. I was, I was listening to that, um, I was listening to the uh, Baquette interview. I, I think that's how you say it, Baquet or Baquet. Whoever interviewed him for the New York Times Magazine and Jay Z said that like it's a the, uh, the young man's sport. And they've always that called it a yeah. They've always called it a young man's sport and I get it and I get why. Mm-hmm. I get it and I get why, but but I want to you know, I still wanna do my thing and I don't wanna um I wanna bring my I wanna be able to bring my values with I don't want to be like, oh, you know, I'm 50 now. I can't listen to hip hop. I don't want to. What, what's that all about? You know what I mean? Right. I mean, it's the thing. I mean, that's why we made it. Right. We say it's the black man CNN, but we also <laughs> say it's like, yo, it's this is, you know, just give me some space to tell my story. I thought that's yeah. what this culture was. Exactly. I thought that, you know, I thought that's what this was. So don't try to shave me down. Right. Because I'm trying to tell you how I'm living or whatever it is. You know, you some space was made for you. I'm going to make some space for me. Right. right. I'm going to make some space for me. That's right. And that's the thing. And that's the, <laughs> and that's the, that's the, the thing. So that's all I ever want is just some space. Yeah. So last question. What do you want people to mainly take away from Blackie? Ooh. Um, I want to, I want people to just, uh, realize that I'm a human and, and my family, you know, I come from a family of, of human beings and, and we might not feel as though we need to say that you know but mm-hmm. but that's the but that's the thing yeah. blackie was called to a little boy and that little boy you know turned out to be me mm-hmm. and that little boy needs love and needed love and and 
um, beyond needing love from everyone else, you know, that little boy needs my love. Mm. He needed, he needed and needs my love. And I had to, you know, I had to show up. Um, I had to show up for him. And it's so great that I do have a, a support system and do have the space and the love, you know, from, from the people who helped me make this album or, you know, for the partner that, you know, makes my life comfortable or from family and friends that are just like, you got something here and you need to, you know, or just from the family that wanted more for me than they had, you know? Um, But none of that matters. If, if you can't, if you can't show up for yourself, you know, right. You have to be able to do that. You have to be able to find that thing, that thing in you. And so, um, I really just want people to be able to take from the album that the spirit that made you, you know, when you really tap into it, is the spirit that that can rebirth you and can re- and, and rebirth your whole situation and speak life into your whole situation. And uh, if we just pay attention and make ourselves a priority, you know, um, then then we can heal. We can heal ourselves. So well, that's that's it. I just want to thank you for giving this to hip hop. Definitely, do. man. I appreciate it. I really, I really do. I'm so glad that people are receiving it um, and speaking highly of it and and liking it and feeling it you know mm-hmm. um i got your email i know we was going back and forth for a while and then i found your emails and in, in my spam for some reason so sorry about that <laughs> but i did see that you you told me it was phenomenal yeah. and i'm like man that's that's dope i like i think you got a story i, like I think i think I, I think you got a story to tell just keep telling it man i i think you you know do not hold back. I mean, there's no reason for you to quit. I think, I think just from talking to you right now, when you feel like you need to quit, I think that's when you need to make another album. <laughs> <laughs> you have something to say. <laughs> I definitely will, man. I'm in, I'm in that space now, and that's, and that's the thing, though. That's the thing that I felt. I'm like, I felt like I before. I felt like I was done before. Mm-hmm. I even made this, and I'm like, I wanted my moment. I wanted a moment to make something great, and mm-hmm. and just see, just see what happens when you get serious about what you were put here for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Let's see what happens, and so that's what that's what that was. But thank you, I I appreciate it, and thank you for having me on on this no. podcast, and thanks for making this podcast <laughs> and being so consistent, so consistent with it. I was looking through the site. I'm so glad that this exists. Oh, thank you. Um, this is great. Books and beats. Yeah, thank you. I mean, we need it out there, I believe. You know, I love hip-hop, but there's not a balance. And I'm like, we need to hear people like you that talk about what's really going on. You know, why not? Why Why should we not? That's what hip-hop is. You guys, That's what it was. That's you guys are the griots. You're the storytellers. Right. And there's different stories. And I just want that to come out, you know. Yep. 
And, uh, well, you know, I'm going to be doing my job between me being a librarian and a rapper. I got, I got, that's right. There's going to be a story time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Roy Kinsey, thank you so much for being on Book Speech and Beyond. Appreciate you. I appreciate it, man. Thank you. If you want to purchase any of the music, I've included links in the show notes. Or you could just go to booksbeatsandbeyond.com. And, you know, what's cool is by clicking on the links, you support the guests, the music artists, and uh, we get a small commission, which is no extra cost to you, which we would then put toward the operations of this show. Um, and also, please click on the iTunes link to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. And if you do this stuff already, just want to say thank you so much for your support. Remember, let's read, listen, explore. <laughs>